Welcome to the Colorful Clipboard, where we discuss the building blocks of making dough in childcare. I'm Kate. And I'm Carrie. Welcome back to Colorful Clipboard. We are so excited to have you. Uh, the weather's getting cooler, <laughs> at least, you know, however it does in Texas. And we are going to talk to you uh, as a director related to all those special days. So if you've been listening, you've heard some of our mid-rolls where we've had some fun with all the uh, whatever days are coming up in the next couple of weeks. But I want to talk about the special days specifically uh, related to work anniversaries, birthdays, weddings, baby showers, um, and those kinds of commitments and really making sure that as a director, you kind of have an idea, A, is this your thing? Is this not your thing? What happens once you start? Um, but Carrie, I know you used to do some really inexpensive staff appreciation things. <laughs> and so let's talk a little bit about staff appreciation and uh, kind of tie that back into what I call all those staff special days. So for me, a big part of motivating my staff is to try to figure out a little bit about how their brains work. <laughs> um, and when I discovered the five love languages, I was like, aha, this is a magic key. <laughs> and I would work really hard to try to figure out each of my staff's love languages. And if somebody were a gifts person, then I would get like sort of a hoard of candy that was, that had meaning to it, um, that I would use for those gift people. I had certificates that I did for the people who liked uh, words of affirmation. Um, and I had, you know, purchased when things were, you know, buy a gift card for $50 worth of food at this cafe for only $25. Uh, I would buy those for the people uh, for whom time was the love language and on and on. And so those ones that, let's just talk about the candy ones. Because you can buy a roll of lifesavers and keep it in your desk. And so when one of your staff whose love language is gifts does something where they sort of save the day, you can put a little note on there say, you were a real lifesaver today. Thank you so much. And tape that to the roll of lifesavers and put it in their cubby. And they're just like, okay, wow. so, so. So I have a couple of questions. Um, first, I'm not sure that everybody knows what love languages are. And then second of all, um, as a director, that sounds like a lot of work. So what are the five love languages and when am I supposed to add something else to my schedule? So I wouldn't say it's a huge amount of work um, because you're going to the grocery store anyway. Um, and so picking up a couple of rolls of life lifesavers or payday candy bars or things like that pretty easy to just add and you're always getting you know Groupon emails or some other emails from people who want to sell you something is that something that you can use into your motivational uh, toolbox um so as far as the time, it shouldn't add much. You just create a place in your office where those things live or at your home if you have nosy employees. <laughs> so the five love languages um, is a concept com that was developed 
honed, I don't know what the right word is there, by a guy named Gary Chapman. And I've always wanted to know if he's any relation to Tracy Chapman, my one of my favorite music people. Um, and let's see if I can get all five of them off the top of my head. So there's words of affirmation, there's deeds of service, there's time, there's physical touch, and there's gifts. Yay! I did all five. <laughs> um, and so if somebody's love language is touch, they don't really feel accepted and honored when you just stand up in front of a group of people with them on the other side of the room and you talk about how cool they are. They're like, yeah, whatever. But if you have them come up to the front of the room when you do that and you have their ar your arm around them and then after you make your little speech, you give them a big old hug then they actually can hear it without um, those negative voices in their heads, right? So by tapping into what their love language is, it just makes it easier for them to feel the recognition internally. So as a director, how do you deal with things like the perception of favoritism? Oh, you bought that person a gift. Now, yes, you and I are both aware that there are different love languages, but sometimes there are people who don't understand that they didn't get a gift. And so are we creating more of an issue, even though those gifts are small, um, are we creating an issue? And then how do you handle gifts for other occasions? Um, you know, a lot of staff have a tendency to come into childcare when they're in their early 20s, which means that at least when I was a director, I found myself having a lot of people getting married. Um, and, and, you know, you got a dozen gift opportunities there. You've got babies, same kind of thing. Uh, and then there's just staff birthdays. So, um, you know, a role of lifesavers is one thing, which I think will still, uh, at least with some of my staff who don't understand. So I guess maybe if you're going to do that kind of staff appreciation, it might be worth having some sort of uh, training um, on five love languages because it's very valuable even when you're dealing with parents. Yep and your peers and your peer group and your own children? Yeah. So I think there's a difference between the, I'm recognizing something specific that this person did and the, you just had a crappy thing happen in your classroom. And so some of those kinds of things like um, having discount coupons to Sonic so that they can go get a slushie on their next break. Those I say for any time somebody gets thrown up on or, you know, hurt by a child, <laughs> you get those kinds of here, just take a break and go get something nice for yourself, whether that's coffee coupons for a local coffee shop or Starbucks or whether it's slushies from, you know, Sonic or if you don't have Sonic, some other kind of drive in or even, you know, Slurpees over at the 7-Eleven. So I do some of both. Some is anytime something horrid happens, you get a little, <laughs> please take a break and do something nice for yourself. And then there's other ones that you're recognizing them going over and above. Um, I'm not a big gift giver, even in my personal life for weddings and anniversaries and baby showers and graduations. Um, I mean, you've got four kids, you know, I'm not a big gift giver <laughs> on graduations and stuff like that. I have 
kind of a couple of stock gifts I give. Um, and those are only for people who I'm pretty close to. Um, I was perfectly willing to host parties. So that's how I handled it. But that's not the right answer for everybody. You know, if a director's love language is gifts, then they want to give gifts all the time. And they just look for opportunities. Right. So I think there's a couple of things to think about as we're talking about um, gifts and celebrations is, A, you need to identify personally, what are you willing to spend? Yep. This needs to be a budgeted item. Absolutely. So work in your budget, everything from, um, and, and you might call them different things. So you might have a budget item that is specifically related to staff appreciation and staff morale. Um, I used to love when you would tell stories about um, fixing lunch for your staff for really no apparent reason to them. It may be because you know that they had a crappy week, but, um, and then, um, so there's staff appreciation gifts. And then there's the celebratory weddings and births of babies. If that is something that you personally think you want to start. Uh, one of the things that I really try to make sure directors understand is kind of once you start those, you'll be expected to do them all the time. Yeah. And, and so you really need to decide, is it going to be you're going to do a gift for a bride and a gift for a baby? Not all the showers, not all the everything. You're going to do one. Um, or do you have the budget to do a bunch? Um, is it going to be a standard? Um, you know, you might have your, these are your two gifts. This is your baby gift <laughs> and this is the wedding gift. And that's all you do. Um, all of that, any of those answers are 100% acceptable. Uh, not every employer does this. Uh, so don't feel like you have to, but it is something to definitely think about in advance. And um, I kind of feel that same way about birthdays. What about you, Carrie? So I like cake. I <laughs> I am a big fan of cake. Um, and one of my centers was right, you know, was blocks away from one of my favorite bakeries. And so I did do cake for staff birthdays. But if there were two staff birthdays within a week of each other, we did one cake. <laughs> Um, and I've worked at programs that did monthly birthday celebrations and they got like a whole sheet cake, um, or a half sheet cake. And everybody whose birthday was in July was celebrated on that day. Um, and I think that can work. Okay. I've seen some programs who do banners, you know, at the front of the school and then over the classroom door of, you know, it's Miss Janice's birthday. What, what? You know, uh, um, or they send out uh, an email to all the parents in that child, in that teacher's classroom saying Miss Janice's birthday is on Thursday. Um, here is a list of the things that she says she really likes so that it takes the onus off of the director um, to spend the money and puts it instead on the people who are benefiting on a daily basis from that teacher's passion. Um, there are centers that, I don't know, that keep a drawer full of coupons for massages and facials and things like that. And they just give one of those to people on their birthday. And that's part of their, um, benefits package. Um, they, they wrap that into their budget for benefits and that they will have a hundred dollars worth of personal care given to them on their birthday. Um, I'm cheap. I will, I will. <laughs> <laughs> not apologize for that. Um, and so I did cake. 
so I there's two things that I love about that. So one, that means that there's 12 cakes. That's it. I don't care how many staff you have. You have 12 cakes. And I think it's also something you can pretty much always assume it's going to be the second Tuesday of whatever month. And <laughs> it's also pretty easy to put on a calendar um, and make it something that you can manage. Um, because we also have, and I've seen some programs, and again, depending on what kind of direct you are this may be something that you love doing in addition to celebrating birthdays you also celebrate the work anniversaries of staff I like that even better I like that better because they did something for that you don't do anything for your birthday your parents did work for your birthday I don't know. Some people probably did a lot of work to still be alive, but you know, that's a, that's a whole other story. So yeah. So you could choose work anniversaries. You can choose. And again, there's nothing wrong with choosing none. And it doesn't mean that, um, there's anything wrong with you. It just means that maybe you're not ready yet. And it, maybe it's something you add down the road. Um, it could be one of those things that you are so organized that when you hire somebody, their work anniversary ends up up in your Google as an automatic thing or their birthday ends up there. And so the, you know that I've worked with people, I've had bosses who knew when my kids' birthdays were and when my wedding anniversaries were. And I mean, some people are just awesome about that stuff. Others of us, and I'm going to put myself in that category, not so much. I, I like the 12 cakes or doing something once a month. Um, but again, it's got to be something that you as a director can work through and are comfortable with and feel like you can maintain. Um, but I loved your concept about budgets. And um, one of the things that I think that's really important or another way you can do it um, is every time you go to the store is to pick up one of those small gift cards, you know, the gift cards that are right there um, in the aisle where the idea is to sell you something on your way out the door. So whether it's the five pack of Starbucks, um, I do like the four and five pack of Starbucks that you can get for 10 bucks. You know, there's $10 per card. And so it's 40 bucks. Um, I have those all the time, but I have, uh, I still have a teenager at home. And so like every teenager in the world, that's what they get as a gift. She has a coffee problem. Um, I do have a coffee problem. <laughs> but in addition, okay, so here's another question. Do you do, do you budget for World Teacher Day, for uh, Administrative Professionals Day, for Week of the Young Child, for International? National Child Day. Do you budget for those and do you celebrate those? So usually where I end up celebrating my staff, um, historically it had a lot to do with organizations that I volunteered with. So when I was very involved in the local chapter of NAEYC and they were really involved in Child Care Providers Day, um, that was the day that I really celebrated um, and would write press releases and make a big deal and get my staff behind and or get my parents behind for the staff because not a lot of elementary schools and middle schools and high schools will have a PTO. Uh, child care centers don't necessarily have a PTO that is going to be proactive in uh, kind of getting some, some money from families to buy gifts for teachers. And so if it was something that was coming out of my pocket, um, I was going to make a big, big deal out of it. And to me, it was much easier to do once a year. Uh, one of the things that I kind of found as a problem is it all seems to be in the month of March or April. So um, week of the young child, child care professionals, national volunteer day, um, uh, administrative professionals day, <laughs> like everybody was in the month of April. 
April. Children's Book Day. <laughs> I think there was another one. Hang on. Let me flip through my little list here. Kindergarten Day and Administrative Professionals Day are also in April. <laughs> so as you can see, sometimes these uh, celebratory days to recognize staff can be a little overwhelming. And um, yeah, so I'm not sure what I would personally do if I was running a center right now today, um, not just working as a substitute for when people go on maternity leave, which I always love that too. I can, you know, I can handle almost any group of kids for six weeks um, <laughs> and any group of parents. Um, so um, I'm not really sure what I would do nowadays. I feel like um, the staff that I've seen at centers have a very high expectation of uh, wedding and baby gifts. And um, to the point where I was a little overwhelmed. Um, and even with birthday gifts for staff. Now, if I had a small program and we were basically a family, then I might have a different attitude. And But a lot of the programs that I worked with were, you know, 15 plus staff. And um, when I start thinking about that, if... If, because I had staff of all different ages. My, my older staff aren't getting married again necessarily, and they're probably not having babies. So I have this big equality issue going on, so I struggle with that. So I don't know. Maybe it's just me. And, you know, I think that that's why some people choose to celebrate those, you know, big things like Week of the Young Child instead of doing the onesie, twosie, wedding shower, graduation gift, blah de blah blah Absolutely. So so, um, so I am so glad that you guys stopped by and listened to us today with Colorful Clipboard. Um, we are really excited. Next week, we're going to be talking about uh, the uh, rules with monkeys. And hopefully last week you enjoyed listening to fall holidays and um, you've got some tips uh, that you're able to incorporate into your classroom as we progress through um, all of the days that come in the fall that we call um, fall holidays. And then we've got a, um, a winter holiday one coming up soon. So if you um, have any input, we'd love to hear it. Hello at colorfulclipboard.com or uh, check us out um, on social media. And obviously you can find us on every one of the podcast things <laughs> podcast platforms thank you so much for listening thank you, Carrie. and we'll see you next week thank you for listening to colorful clipboards connect with us on social media at colorful clipboard or send us an email to hello at colorful clipboards send us your voicemail with your own questions and stories if you want to keep learning with us visit texas director where we continue to have seminars, licensing, programs, and more. This show has been made by me, Carrie Casey, and Kate Young with assistance from Hallie Casey and Marie Young. If you learned something today, share the show.